praise awaken inside of every heart for he is awesome My name is Daryl, a.k.a. Sammy Sampaga.
Growing up, my passion was baseball. And I thought I could take baseball to the next level until my dreams got crushed in 1985. I was the winning pitcher for Pirates Little League at Walter Victor. And um, I got to take a picture with the Hawaiian astronaut, Onizuka, the big winning pitcher in the paper, Little League winner. Until the next season, I went to the doctor and for play senior Little League. And then the doctor told me I couldn't pass physical because of my disease. And that just crossed my dreams. Yeah, so I born with CMT, MD. It's a nerve and muscle disease. So I born with my foot crooked. So I had to use this brace for like a year, my mom told me, and from Shriners. I was a Shriners patient to 21 years old. So I did my surgeries on my legs when I was 19. And um, it's not the best, but at least I still can walk. Thank you, Jesus. Playing sports is young. Um, I wouldn't have strength in my muscles the next morning. And I used to just grumble with my mom. And I used to grumble with God. Why me? Why me? I used to say, my brothers, my sister, they don't like to play sports. Why they don't have a disease? Why me? I'm the athletic one. I'm the athletic mind. I knew what I wanted. Why me? It took me 41 years to figure out why Jesus gave me this disease to help people like me. My biggest dream is to take care of Keiki like me, children with the same disease as me, to block out their disease and pursue happiness. That is my dream. To take them out of the dark, bring them in the light. I always couldn't come out in the front of the classroom. I was just hiding in the back, always with pants, going to the beach with pants, Right before I enter the water, then I take off my pants. So my dream is to open Kiki's eyes to don't be afraid, don't be shamed, like how I was. I took up paddling, because paddling you don't have a physical or a doctor's note. So I took up paddling and, and this is my biggest passion right now, paddling. And my plan is to take the Kiki out in the water, teach them how to paddle the canoe, that we call Va'a, and I tell the kids to block out the disease and we pursue happiness. Because if we wait for a cure, I won't be around, you know what I mean? I'll be 300 years old. Why don't we just block it out now and enjoy life now? So I started walking around the island to raise money to buy Va'as so I can take out the keiki anytime I want. Before I started my walk, my friends would say, friends and family would say, no try them, no whatever, and walk the whole island. What are you trying to prove? I say, I'm not proving nothing. I'm trying to do this muscle industry awareness to help the keiki and raise money for our vase, for our canoes. That's what I'm trying to do. And I'm going to do my best. I just thank God every day. So tell you the truth, my daughter fell like two years ago. She fell in the driveway and she was screaming. I said, be quiet before the neighbors think you're getting licked. So, so she said, Dad, I broke my leg. I said, stand up. I fell all my life because I got the disease. Stand up. She said, I cannot. I broke my leg. So her friend carried her in the garage. Garage light was on. I looked. 
the bone was sticking up. I shut down. I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I got to ER and I told myself, it's my time to help. My daughter has it. She fight with me every day. Dad, because of you, I got this. Because of you. I did that to my mom. So now I don't scold my daughter for getting mad at me because I know how she feels. that day on, I'm ready, I'm here. And I told Pastor Shaolin, it's my calling, I think. This is my calling to help people like me. And he told me, I'm gonna keep my eyes on you. I wanna see this go. And every time he saw me Sunday, he said, how's it going? And it's going so good that it's here. Thank you, Jesus. Even my kids used to tease me. Why are you doing that, Dad? I said, I shame. But now I'm not shame. Shame is when you do bad. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I just thank Jesus every day for the bread of life and watching over me, watching so this cause no hit me. So, I love it. Love New Hope. Welcome with me, Daryl Slammy, Tampaga. Thank you for being here this morning, Daryl. What a wonderful testimony. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Oh, we have a lay for you. This thing get treats inside. So, you, you know, all you're walking, you need some chips uh, and roll, you yes. need some jawbreakers. Peanut but bit. Peanut bit. No more peanut bit <laughs> in there. But uh, Daryl has been uh, you know, doing this for a while, and I, I, I asked Daryl to... To just share a, little, share a little bit, because when he first shared with me this dream, uh, and like he said in the video, many people said, don't. But the reason why I asked him to share this morning is because you're going to hear people tell you the same thing. And so I wanted to get from his perspective, when, when he said that God put this in his heart and God allowed this thing to happen, where are you now? I mean, how, things have just blown up, blown up yeah. to this, this God uh, bless. Thank place. you, Jesus. So how has it been now, I mean, well, since that day? I started this foundation. Well, I've met Sheldon in 1993. Yeah. My daughter's born. And I lost my daughter with the same disease, my oldest, and he knew her. And when I told him I was going to start this foundation, he told me, I want to see it go. So every time I came to church on Sunday, he would ask me, and I, <laughs> I never get nothing done yet <laughs> to hustle. And that's my dream to um. To block out this disease on these kids and pursue happiness. Now, you guys Very just much. did something yesterday. I mean, not only are you doing something to bring awareness to this disease, but you do a lot of things yeah, for we, the community. We're helping out the community, and we did the biggest beach cleanup on the east side yesterday. We did a five-mile beach cleanup from, thank you, Jesus, thank you, my friends, from Richardson's to Bayfront. And I never give up, but we had a big crowd and started to get smaller and smaller, and my legs was giving up, but never give how up. Many, how many bags did you guys pick We've up? We picked up 67 trash bags. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. all you guys rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. I know we applaud, but that's all our Apollo. That's all our rubbish. So Let's we know, hope when they go walk, no more trash. We know it's Easter and eggshells is biodegradable, but throw them in a rubbish can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, you have some things coming up. What does that look like? Yeah, we got some big operations, and um, 
Well, I just finished this island. I picked the biggest island to walk around. It took me 26 days. Wow. Eat, camp, eat, camp. And um, I was just blessed. And I, I went with $5. And I came home with the same $5. And people have been stopping and giving me bananas, oranges. And just one hug was enough. Was, yeah. It's a blessing. And, and I just wanted to share. One, one homeless man came up to me. Came out of the bushes one day. I was walking, <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. And, Whoa! His one dog came, and he said, "I look like put on my headlamp." And he said, "You're the walker." And he came close. He said, "I get something for you." So I grabbed my stick. I said, "I get something for you." <laughs> and, and then he said, "He said he go to that." So he shine. I don't know if it was on rock or on on, on knife. So he shine was was money. Wow. And he gave it to me. And, and I said, "I don't like him. You bless yourself." Came by an apple and soda later on. He said, no, this is for you. I remember the third time he said, take it and he'll be blessed. So I put him in the car and my driver, the whole island, $2 was there. And wow. Every day I would get up, think about that. Wow. And it's, it's, like, it's almost like God sends along the way people yeah. to encourage you. Yeah. yeah. And I had a lot of people tell me, you're not going to make them. You're going to die. Your legs won't give out. That made me stronger. Yeah. And I just would say, Jesus... You lead the way, and when I cannot, you get behind me and push me up this hill. Yeah, yeah. And thank you. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to share? Anything, yeah, else? Yeah. That's that? Anything else you needed to share? Yeah, I just wanted to send on awareness on every island. I'm going to hit every island, and January, I'm going to hit Kauai. And um, 71 miles, way smaller than here. <laughs> I wish I had started the. That's all, Puna District right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to paddle my canoe. 32 miles, I get on escort boat, and probably poi, bananas, whatever. I'm going to get off my canoe, enter the island, and I'm going to walk 71 miles. Wow. Yeah. wow. So, wow. Jesus lead the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jesus will be stroking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And thank you guys. And yesterday, the beach cleanup had on video camera. The news was following us. And me and my friend, Quilly, we went in the bushes, and I said, hey, this is rubbish too. So, we grabbed phone on rim, picked up the rim. And we saw, it, we looked at the video camera and we said, OSMD, we run them to the wheels fall off. <laughs> <laughs> and like I say, never give up. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sammy. Love you guys. Love you too. Thank, thank you. you. Can we also say thank you to our Hula sisters who praise God with their instruments and just a beautiful job today. Well, when you came in, you're given a, a bulletin, and you can take that out. We are kicking off a brand new series called Dream. Every single person has a dream. There's not one person here who does not have a dream inside of their hearts. Now, like Sammy was saying, there's going to be people who say no. There's going to be people who say don't do it. There's going to have tragedy. Uh, you're going to experience tragedy. You're going to experience some setbacks. But it doesn't change the fact that God puts something in your heart. He put that dream there. And sometimes we think the dream dies because something happens or, or there's a, a difficult season that we go through. But we're going to look at what Jesus did on the cross as well as the resurrection and why we can have the confidence to dream. Just turn to the person next to you and say, have confidence to dream. Just tell them that. Have confidence to dream. Because we all have a dream. All of us have a dream. Dreams, you know, if you think about a dream... Not only do dreams change, but we change as we grow. And as we grow up, our dreams change too. 
when we were little, we had dreams of doing certain things like, oh, I'm, I want to ride bike all my life. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play video games all my life. Oh, this is what I want to do all my life. I just want to surf all day. But if you think about it, the reality is those three actually became sports. They became like something, uh, a, professional, a professional sport. Even gaming is a professional sport. Now, let me just bring balance some of you children will tell your parents, no, I'm going to play games. I'm going to make billions of dollars. I'm going to make billions of dollars. And it may come to pass. It may not. That's what today is all about. It's not just dreaming. It's about the realization that Christ came to show us the way. That we're going to need him in order to fulfill the dreams that he put in our hearts. Our dreams change and we change. Remember when you're dating? I mean, when you're dating and, and you're just in that fresh relationship, even your dreams are wonderful. Oh, honey, I, I had a dream about you last night. Really? What kind of dream? Oh, it's so romantic. We're doing this and that. And, and we're on the beach with the sunset. And she'd be like, oh, you're so romantic. I, like, I love you. I like marry you. And then you get married 20 years later. Honey, I dreamed about you last night. And what? I was fat. And what? What was I wearing? You know, it changes throughout the years. Our dreams change because we change. Christ put a dream in every single one of our hearts. And even though we hit a roadblock or something happens, it doesn't mean the dream goes away. Maybe it's altered. Maybe it's better than what we thought it would be. We all have a dream. And I thought, I wonder if Jesus had a dream. You know, did Jesus dream about something? Did Jesus have something on his heart where he said, boy, if I could have this, this would be the best. What would it be? And so I looked throughout Scripture, and, and, and I guess the closest, closest thing that I could come across is a prayer that Jesus prayed. And it's found in the book of John. It's not in your notes, but I'm going to read it to us. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to John chapter 17. By the way, I know some of you use a Bible app. And as you saw in our announcements, we have our New Hope app that we're launching today that you can download to your phone. And on that application, you can also click to a Bible. There's also online giving and things like that. For those of you who only have credit cards, you don't have a checkbook or anything. So we're just trying to find every way for you uh, to be able to serve God. But John chapter 17, it's found in verse 20. And this is Jesus praying uh, early on in this scripture, Jesus is praying for his disciples, but now he's praying for more than just the disciples, those that followed him. He says in verse 20 in John chapter 17, I do not pray for these alone, speaking of his disciples, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. You know what his prayer was? Or maybe his dream, it was to be one with God and one with us and all of us one together. In other words, Jesus was praying and dreaming about having a relationship with all of mankind. That was over 2,000 years ago. Many of us have fulfilled part of Christ's dream of being in a relationship with him. 
Now, not everyone has a relationship with Jesus Christ. Not everyone has a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Not everybody does. Maybe even in this room, not everybody has a relationship, but that's his dream. And so when he went to the cross, it wasn't just dying for our sins. That was just the beginning. It unleashed the dream that was in his heart, but for some, it looked like the end. In fact, when he went to the cross, the onlookers were looking at him and saying, he said he's the son of God. He can do anything, but why can't he take himself off of the cross? If you are the son of God, why don't you come down from the cross? Then we'll believe. But what they didn't understand was that needed to be done in order to unleash all of our dreams. They didn't realize that. And I think for some of us today, we may not realize that that's why Jesus Christ came it's not just so that we can receive him as our savior so we go to heaven. If that were the case, then the moment we say yes to him, poof, we'd be gone and we'd be in heaven. But he said, no, I have some dreams put in your heart and I want to help you fulfill those dreams. And so he dies on the cross. But then, even though it looked like that was the end and people would look at that and say, oh, that's the end, that was actually the beginning because that was Friday. Three days later, he rises from the grave. And now that he has risen from the grave, all things are possible. And that's what he wants to give to us today. See, we can all have the confidence to dream because of what Christ has done. And we're going to look at three key ingredients that will help us in building the confidence to dream. And if you are taking notes in, in your bulletin, you can take out uh, your notes. Here's the, here's the first thing that, he, he, that the Bible says. And this is what we got to realize. It's in your notes. Here's the scripture. And it says, he isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and that he would rise again on the third day. Now, he said this. Then they remembered that he had said this. So they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what has happened, what had happened. This is what Jesus is saying to us. He's going to do something in our hearts. Time will pass by. Maybe people will say something negative to us or we'll go through a season in life that is not the best season or the easiest season. But he says, you've got to remember what I have spoken to you. And if you're taking notes, here's a word right here. It says they remember. Just circle that word real quickly, remember. Because when you remember what Jesus has done and what he speaks to you, he'll give you the confidence to continue to move forward. When Jesus said, I have come to give you life. He said that for a reason, because many of us just feel dead on the inside. We don't have enough in us to move forward when we hit an obstacle. We don't, we don't have enough in us to say, well, I can become what I dream of. We don't have enough in us. Oh, we did when we were children. When we were children, we had the best imagination, but right now your imagination don't get you anywhere. You, don't, you may say, oh, I don't have the imagination to even dream, but that's where our dreams begin. It's in our imagination. That's why we're made in the image of God. He thought us up, and we became a reality. 
It begins here in our minds. We start to imagine, but if we don't have imagination, then we don't dream. Remember when we were children, we had the greatest imagination. I was uh, somewhere the other day, but I saw this dad with his young son, and he's probably about four years old, and this young kid is singing a song, and I've never heard this song before, but I recognize the tune, and he's walking with his son, and, and his son is singing, we all live in a Himalayan sub, a Himalayan sub, a Himalayan sub, and he's just walking with his dad, we all live in a Himalayan sub, and he's getting down in a Himalayan sub, and his dad stops him, and he says, what do you mean a Himalayan sub? Do you know where the Himalayans are? You can't have a submarine on the Himalayas, and he starts telling his son That's not possible. And I'm there thinking, no, don't destroy that dream. What if he builds a Himalayan sub? What if he builds a submarine that can go through the mountains? We don't know. Would you rather him sing the actual song? I don't know. I don't know if you would want that. And I thought, that's where our dreams start. It's, It's in our imagination. It starts there. Let's not crush each other's dreams. It's... It's a part of us, and God has put that into every single person. I do think we all have the confidence to dream for you know, one degree or another. I think we all have the confidence to, if, you're, if you love to sing or, or you, you're a businessman or woman and, and you've developed people skills, uh, maybe you're a parent, a grandparent, and you dream, you have the confidence to know what your family would look like and you dream of what your family could be or where you could be in a certain career. We all have confidence to a certain degree. But for some reason, that changes over time. Maybe you need other people to surround you. Maybe people need to encourage you or maybe the people that are surrounding you aren't encouraging you and so you've been discouraged to dream. How do you build the confidence to dream when you're told you never amount to anything? You, or like Daryl was saying, don't do it. It's not going to happen. And I know for, for, for parents and, and I think for friends, we do want to be honest and we do want to help. We do want to bring truth or, or at least for us to think about certain things. So I don't think for many of us we try to discourage people because we don't want them to dream. I think we want to bring truth behind it. But... But if we're discouraged to dream, then maybe, maybe the people surrounding us in their heart to want to do good, maybe what they're saying, we should guard our hearts. Listen to advice, but just guard our hearts because when we're guarding our hearts, then God can do something magnificent in dreaming. Surround yourself with the right people because if they are saying positive things and that you can and they can encourage you, and you're going to see great things happen. And, and, of course, there's reality that certain things may not line up. Uh, but sometimes certain things do line up. We were at a, uh, a carnival, and uh, Heidi and I, we met. I uh, was in the seventh grade, and she was in the eighth grade. But, you know, we broke up for like ten months, and I hadn't seen her in ten months. But in that time, I grew by, I don't know, four or five inches, and I became taller than her. So I saw her at a carnival in Waimanalo on Oahu, and I recognized her right away because she's so pretty. And when I recognized her, I, I, you know, I got butterflies and I was nervous. And then she saw me. She said, hi, Sean. And I said, hi. And then that was it. And then my friend says, uh, who is that? I said, oh, that's my ex-girlfriend. They said, your ex-girlfriend? Why did you ask her back? This is intermediate school, okay? It's like, you let go at me. That's how it was. So why don't you ask her back? 
And I said, no, what if she has a boyfriend? They said, too bad, just ask her back. Do you have her phone number? I said, yes. So they kept nagging me and nagging me and nagging me, and I said, no. But they said, just call her. So I said, okay. So we went to my friend's house, and, you know, home phones, back in the day, there were home phones, and you had more than one phone in the house. So all my friends picked up another phone, and they were listening. And so I called her. It's intermediate school. So well, you guys do that now in intermediate, put them on speakerphone. So I call her. And her cousin answers the phone, and I said, uh, may I speak to Heidi, please? And she goes, uh, who's calling? And I say, uh, it's Sheldon. She goes, who? And I said, Sheldon. She goes, hang on. And then she covers the phone. And you know how you can still hear them talking? She, and I can hear, hello. And so... And I've been with Heidi for 29 years since then. Been married for 22. And I thought, if my friends did not encourage me to do that, I don't know what would have happened. See, things change along the way. Sometimes a dream goes away. Sometimes something dies in our hearts. You're going to need someone to come alongside of you, to encourage you when you need it. And you know who the best person is? Jesus. He is the best person. In fact, you can write this in your notes. Number one, if you, if you want to know a key ingredient in building the confidence, the first thing to remember is that I will need the Lord to know my dreams. You're going to need the Lord to know your dreams. Otherwise, we'll just have fantasies and we won't really know which direction to take. We'll just do whatever we think is right or whatever our heart feels, or wherever we want to go, we'll, we'll follow people, we'll listen to other people. But if we know the Lord, then he will guide us through every obstacle, over every mountain, and through every single valley because we will encounter them. I will need the Lord to know my dreams. And when Jesus went to the cross, not only did he know what he was doing, he knew who he was doing it for. It was both for the Father in which Jesus said, into your hands I commit my spirit. Right before he breathed his last breath, he committed his spirit into the Father's hands. And when he committed his spirit, he now made it possible for the plans that he has for us to become a reality. He made it possible. Look at what Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us. It says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. That's what he asks for. He asks for our heart because once he gets our heart, then now when he shares his dreams and his plans for us, it's not our plans that become a reality. It's his plans that become a reality through us that are far better than our plans for ourselves. Now, you might have a dream and you might be thinking, oh, no, this is the dream, but what if I come to God? What if he changes that dream? I can't tell you how many people, and in my life included, will tell me his dreams were far better than the dreams they had for themselves far better, far greater. Why? Because he knows the plans that he has for us. He made those plans so he knows how they work best so he's going to help us through, but we have to seek him with all of our hearts. He died for us. That's part of his plan. 
Did you know that you were part of God's plan and, he, and that He is a part of your plan? But you might be thinking, well, that may be good for, you know, holy people and good people, but I'm not a good person. No one is good. The Bible says not one person is good, not one, only Christ. There's only one good shepherd. Ordinary people can live extraordinary lives when they follow the one who knows the plans that he has for us. See, you don't change who you are in order to live out your dream. You pursue him, and in the process of being in a relationship with him, changes who we are, and therefore can do everything he has planted in our hearts so that we can accomplish those dreams. A dream is both a target and a catalyst, but it's not us who actually accomplishes it. It's him. Okay, so why do I need the Lord then? Why, why, why do I need him to know my dreams? Well, because the dreams that he has are so big, you're going to need help. You're going to need his help. So here's what we do. Here's our scripture. The book of Psalms says it this way. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will do it. Circle that. He will do it. It's not going to be us. It's going to be him. He's going to do it. And like you and I, even though we have a struggle here and there, it's going to be his power. I was trying to move my car out of my garage some time ago. I needed to change something in it, but I needed to move it. And as I'm pushing the car, my youngest son, Jordan, he was, I don't know, maybe six at that time, seven years old. He saw me doing this, so he wanted to help. He says, Dad, Dad, I want to, I want to push the car. I said, sure. So he puts his hands against the car, and we're pushing it. He goes, no, 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 Dad, I want to do it. I'm thinking, I don't get run over because we're kind of going up a hill. So I let him go, and, and the car is moving backwards towards him now. But he's trying to push, and he's, and he's looking at his arms. And he's pushing. So I jump into the car, and I go into the driver's seat. And I say, come on, Jordan, keep pushing. And so I put my leg outside of the car, and I keep pushing. I push, I push, and it starts to move. He's like, it's working. And he's pushing. He's looking at his arms. By the way, for men, looking at your arms never goes away. So he's still looking. And finally he does it. And I put it in park, and I said, you did a great job. He goes, and he walks in the house like this. I'm thinking, what did you do? You're all sweating. I did all the work. But he did put all of his heart into it. And I thought about it in this way, that with God, we do this together. We do this together. And sometimes we think, oh, look at what I did. Look what I did. And God says, no, we did this together. It's a relationship. That's what Jesus was doing on the cross. He was, he was beginning the relationship with mankind and God that we can't do this on our own. We delight in the Lord and he'll give us the desires of our heart. In other words, when we're delighting in him, his desires now become our desires. And now because it's his desires, it's far greater than the desires we had without him. It's now with him together. And when it's accomplished, it's not us. He does this. That's how powerful he is. You're going to need the Lord to know your dreams because you're going to need him. Here's a second thing that we can understand. Number two, I will need the Lord to bring clarity to my dreams. It's just that simple. 
we will need the Lord to bring clarity to our dreams. You know why? Because sometimes we dream of so many things that we forget about the important things. We forget about our priorities. But a crystal clear dream or a crystal clear vision creates priorities. Crystal clear priorities. See, a, a, a clarity of vision creates clarity of priorities. And those who see their dream can seize their dream. And those who seize their dream can live their dream. But if we don't have clarity, if we just throw up things and just dream of whatever, we have daydreams, we have bad dreams, we have uh, conniving dreams, we have, we have revengeful dreams, then what good are those? Because those end with a brutal death. And Christ says, that's not why I died. It's not for those kinds of dreams. I want to bring clarity to your dreams. I don't want you to just daydream and just not fulfill anything in your life. I want to do a great thing in your life. Because the reality is our dream needs to match with reality. When people say, you can accomplish anything, there's some truth in that. But there's also some truth in the reality of that's not 100% accurate. For instance, you can say, oh, I want to fly. Man should fly. Let's fly. Let's go on the top of the mountain and jump off. Now, if you have that, that theory that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, so I'm going to jump off the mountain. Yes, there's also a thing called gravity that he created. So that's why we need clarity from him because Although you cannot jump off a mountain and fly, we can invent airplanes, hang gliders, so that we can fly. You catch what I'm saying? Our dream needs to line up with reality. We see that happening all the time. Uh, you know, you watch American Idol or these shows that you have contestants and they'll come in. And, uh, and it's so entertaining when you see the ones that try their very best and, and they, they, they believe in themselves that this is their dream. That they are the best singer in the world. And God bless their soul that they have enough courage to show up on national television. And they'll show up and they'll just walk up there and say, hey, yeah, I came to, uh, I came to sing an audition for you guys. And they'll say, okay, so what song are you going to sing? Oh, I made up my own song. I made up my own. Okay, so, uh, okay, so sing for us. I was walking down the street. Yeah. And I was looking, looking, see! And the judges will be, stop. Are you kidding me? Be like, no, man, I just wrote that today. <laughs> yeah, we can tell. And when the judges say you're not good, they're like, oh, that's not what my parents said. And I'm like, and I'm thinking what you're thinking and what the judges are thinking. Who's your parents? Where's these people's friends? Is not no one actually taking them on a sign and saying, bro, Sheldon, come real quick. Bro, I love your heart. Man, you have passion. You have energy, but you cannot sing. I mean, maybe you can sing other types of songs, but this may not be your gift. Somebody has to tell them that. I mean, who's, somebody has to bring reality. Now, it's not to crush their dream. Maybe their dream is to continue to sing and they'll accomplish it somewhere else, but they're not going to be the American Idol winner. They may not be. They may do well somewhere else, but not in this competition. And it's interesting when you have judges who are professional singers, who have academy, uh, or award-winning songs, and you have record producers telling them the truth, they can't receive it. 
They don't believe it. And I thought, Lord, that's why we need you. Because we can even lie to ourselves. We'll forfeit our family. We'll, we'll, we'll throw away relationships. We'll, we'll cut corners. We'll do whatever, whatever we need to do, even hurt people to accomplish our dreams. And Jesus says, that's not the way I wanted you to accomplish this dream. We will need him to accomplish the dreams. Here's why you need the Lord. Because he was the only one who was able to endure that which could kill a dream, death. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. So here's how we do this. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. You know what is interesting about what Jesus has done? We can look back in our past history and say, wow, what a wonderful thing he did. But that's not what they were going through when he died. All hope was lost. That there was no more hope. Everything that Jesus said died. Everything he stood for died. And everything he said was going to come to pass was gone. There was no more hope in the eyes of people. But when he rose again on the third day, oh, now it was possible that's what they remembered. He re they remembered he said all these things. That's why we keep our eyes focused on him. That's why we don't look at so-and-so or someone else's dream or, or what others are doing. We look to Christ. Because if we start looking at other people and comparing ourselves, then what dream are we going to live? Someone else's or the dream that God put in our hearts? We're going to need him. Imagine the dreams that are being fulfilled without the Lord. Now, there are great things, great achievements that have been made in this world, even without the Lord or giving credit to the Lord. But did you notice that when that person dies along with it, a lot of the vision and dreams die with it? It's like it's only temporary. But when we have the Lord, he gives us a crystal clear vision. He gives us priorities to go with that. And he says, your dream that I've given to you, it's not just for you. It's so that you can bring glory to me in the giftings I've given to you so that it carries on throughout the entire world and past your lifetime. See, we're going to hit some roadblocks along the way. You and I will come against obstacles and, and people who will be negative. But at the same time, Jesus said, that's why I came. I came to set you free so that I can help you along the way. Here's our last key component this morning. You can write this in your point. I will need the Lord to sustain me in my dreams. To sustain us in our dreams. See, passion can only take us so far. 
But God gives us the reason to persevere when you feel like giving up. Philippians 1, 6, it says, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. He's going to perfect it. In other words, this is what he does. He starts here. And he says, I'm, I'm building in you a dream. I created you with a purpose, so I'm going to build in you a dream. And then he says, and you're going to, you're going to go in life, and you're going to head in a direction. But along the way, you're going to hit these obstacles, some quitting points. You're going to have all these quitting points. You're going to feel like giving up. And you're going to feel like, ah, oh, I can't do this anymore. But then he says, Here, here's the confidence. I want you to be confident because I am confident of this very thing that I began a good work in you. And every time you feel like quitting and you come across this quitting point, come across this quitting point, Jesus says, I'm going to continue you on. Because for this very reason, this very thing, that I began a good work in you, I'm going to complete it. I'm going to perfect it all the way till you see me again. And every quitting point that you come across, I'm going to help you. I'm going to be the one. It's not going to be us. We can't do what only Christ can do. That's why he went to the cross. He wanted to show us the way. Hebrews 2, 17 and 18, it says, Therefore it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people, for in that he himself has suffered being tempted. He is able to aid those who are tempted. We all go through temptations. But you know what he does? He aids us in this. He helps those who are going through this temptation. He doesn't just let us go. He helps us through. And that's the beautiful side to what looked like just death, is that there is a resurrection, and without a death, there is not a resurrection. You may feel like there's something dead on the inside. Maybe you're missing something. Maybe you're going through a season. I don't know what it is, but God does. He knows exactly what we go through. And he says, here's some things that I want to do in your life. First of all, I want to give you the confidence to dream again because you have some things that have died on the inside. Now, I, I want to raise that back, back up to life, and he can do that. It's possible with him. And what is impossible with man together with God, he makes possible. That's why he died on the cross, and that's why he rose again from the grave. He was thinking of you and the dreams that he put in your hearts. I'm going to ask Arnold to come to the piano as we close. You know, one of my, one of my dreams was owning a gallery. I love art, and so that was one of my dreams, and but at an early age, and some of you know my story, you know, Heidi and I, we were teenage parents, so certain circumstances just changed. I mean, everything just changed. I wasn't, I, I chose not to go to college because I wanted to, um, you know, move up here to the Big Island and, and uh, be with Heidi and my oldest son, Justin, who's now 26 years old, going to be 26. And I thought, there goes my dreams. Because I think we all go through that. Something happens and there goes my dreams. And so my, that was my heart. I want to have this gallery. I want to have my art and, and whatever else. But then as time went on and I came to know the Lord, then he started to change this, this heart. And what, what started off as, well, I, I want to have this dream for myself. I want to, I want to do something that, that, that I can show my work. 
What started off with that, it, it changed. And, and even though it changed, if I look at today, it changed for the better. It really did. And when I understood that Christ came to die for my sins and then he rose again to give me new life, I didn't understand that until I began to slow down a little bit and focus on the things of God so that he could bring clarity to my dreams. And he says, I, I, there's, still, there's still a dream in your heart, but I'm going to perfect it. I'm going to perfect it until you see me again. I'm going to help you in this. It's still there. You, you still want this art gallery. It's still there, but I'm going to help perfect it. And so as time went on, I, instead of me focusing on just the dream, I focused on the Lord and I said, Lord, whatever you want to do in me, then so be it. My son is now 26. He's married. He, we have, he has three children, so I have three grandchildren. They are the, simply the best. If you have grandchildren, you understand what I'm talking about. And I have another son who's in college right now. Uh, he's he's taking up uh, graphic design and, and photography. And when I think about, well, I don't have an art gallery. I don't have this. I don't have that. But but then I look at my family. I mean, if you look at your family, if, no matter how bust up we are, no matter what mistakes we have or whatever pitfalls we've been through, even through the junk, we're still family. And when I look at my family and what God is accomplishing, that is my gallery. I can't paint that. You can't do a better job than God can. And when I look at my family, my wife Heidi, he paints masterpieces of art. That's, that's my gallery. It can't get any better than that. Oh, I'd still have a few art pieces hanging in my house. But that pales in comparison to the living art that God has created. Did I do it? No. I, I delight in him. He gives me the desires of my heart. Whatever dream you have in your heart, I don't know how he's going to accomplish it, but I know this. When you focus on him, you're going to know the dreams that he has for you, the plans that he has for you. You're going to need him for that. He's going to bring clarity to it. He's going to sustain you through it. Because the dreams that he has for you are far greater than the dreams that you have for yourself. And when he died on that cross and he said, it is finished, basically what he was saying is your sins are paid in full. And when the onlookers looked at that and they said, oh, he's dead, there goes his dreams. When his mother looked at her young son in his 30s and said, there's his dreams, it's gone, my dreams for him are gone. When the disciples looked and said, well, the plans that he had for us are gone. He's dead. It's all gone. Everything he promised is gone. I think that's where we all stop many times. But that was Friday. That was Friday. This is Sunday. This is when he is risen. This is when the disciples came to the tomb and they say, wait a minute, he's not here. Where is he? Oh, that's when dreams came back to life. That's when his mother could say, my dreams 
have been fulfilled. That's when Jesus said this is the beginning of a brand new relationship with God the Father and humanity, no matter where we are. That's what our king did for his people. He paid for our sins so that we could have the confidence to dream. And he, of all people, understands what it means to be beaten, to be bruised, to be broken, to be hurt, to be called names, to be spit upon, to be killed, murdered, and hung upon a cross. He knows everything that you and I will ever go through. And he did it for the joy that stood before him. He endured the cross, despising its shame. You know what the joy was? You, you and me being in that relationship. His dream is simple. Getting there was hard. Would you pray with me? Lord, for many of us, just to understand this dream that you have given to us, to have the confidence to dream, you put that there. I pray for every single person here that the dreams that you have deposited in our hearts, that it would become a reality because of you. We will need you to know our dreams. We will need you to bring clarity to our dreams. We're going to need you to sustain our dreams or to sustain us in our dreams. So I pray for everyone here today. If there's anyone that maybe they have never received you as their Lord and Savior, maybe they're saying, boy, I, I didn't know that it wasn't a religion. I thought it was all about this religion. I had to do certain things. But I realized that it's something that Jesus did for me. It's already done. I don't have to do anything but say yes to him. And maybe you're here this morning and, and maybe you've been feeling this tug on your heart. You've, you've been feeling something on the inside in your soul, in the depths of your heart, and you've been wondering, what is that? Well, I can tell you this. That's the Spirit of God pulling at your heart, saying, come home to me. And if you want to receive Jesus as your, as your Lord and Savior into your heart, I want to pray with you. Could you just lift a hand real briefly and I'll, I'll pray with you. You don't have to stand or anything. Just say, I, I want Jesus in my heart. Just raise a hand. Good. Many of you, good, back there, God bless you, right here, bless you, back here, God sees your hand, right here, God sees you, right here, right here, back there, God sees you, back there, God sees your hand, right there, God sees your heart, here's your prayer, God sees you back there, God sees you right here, He sees your hand, he heard your prayer, God sees you, God sees you, he hears you, he sees the plans that he has for you, he knows the plans, right here, God sees you, good, good, you can put your hand down, God sees you, you can put your hands down. We can all say this prayer together, but for those who are receiving Christ for the very first time, especially for you, as I, as I lead you in this prayer, just say it, but mean it with all your heart. And here's the prayer. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean and make me brand new. I believe in you, that you died on the cross and you rose again to give me eternal life. I pray this in your name. With every head bowed and eyes closed, how many of you, even as a Christian, you're saying, boy, I, I have dreams still inside. Some, I didn't know if it's the Lord. I, I really don't. But I, I want to get back in line with the Lord. I want to I make sure that it's of the Lord. I want to, I need him to bring clarity to my dreams, to know my dreams, and to sustain me in these dreams. Maybe you're saying, I, I just want to come closer to him 
so that I can, I can accomplish the dreams that he sees best for me because he knows what's best. And if that's you this morning, would you just lift a hand in response to the Lord? Yeah, Lord, many of us, Lord, I raise my hand too. I include it, Lord. I pray for all of us that the dreams that you have deposited in our hearts would become a reality because of you. That we would no longer look at our, the negative things or, or the, the things that have pushed us down, but that we will look to you as the one who died on the cross and rose again, therefore giving us a hope beyond the grave. You can put your hands down. And now, Lord, you have given us a reason to rise again. It's all through your power. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all said amen. Amen. Can we welcome these that said yes to Jesus this morning?